Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. This is Apostle Calvin Brown of Christ We Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. God has called me and my wife to minister the kingdom of God. The Bible talks about how an entrance can be ministered into the kingdom. In other words, where you are, where you're sitting, amen, where you are in your level of knowledge and understanding, your level of light, amen. There can be a greater entrance, an increase, amen. An entrance ministered into the kingdom of God, a greater specter of light and illumination, amen. That we are called to be led by light. Think about it. God is in heaven, that the Lord is light and the Lord gives light, amen. And so we are guided by the word of God, but not just the word, the illumination that comes from the word of God. So the word must be illuminated, amen, to receive the light that we need to be led, led of the Lord. In Ephesians chapter one, Ephesians chapter one, verse 17 and 18, this is partial. This is part of the prayer that Paul prayed over the church at Ephesus. Amen. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Amen. So I, I love this passage of scripture because it kind of ties together what our responsibility is in this earth realm. I said that heaven represents the light. God is in heaven. The Bible says that the light of heaven is Jesus. Amen. So Jesus is the light of heaven. They do not need any natural light. Amen. And the Bible says that Jesus is the true light that enlightens everyone that comes into this earth realm. Amen. So our enlightenment comes from the Lord himself, the Lord in heaven. So we have to have the revelation of heaven. We have to have enlightenment from God himself. Amen. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, so it's the light of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So wisdom and revelation comes from the Holy Spirit. And so you can receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That's so good. That's so important because the word of God is not book knowledge. It is knowing him. Amen. That causes us to transform and causes us to change knowing him. 
coming, being blessed, amen, in the knowledge of, of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. He is talking about our spiritual eyes being enlightened that we may know what is the hope of his calling. So our calling in this earth is a part of Jesus's calling that we may know the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Amen. So we're in this earth realm. This earth is dark. We're not supposed to walk according to the darkness of this earth realm. Though we are in this earth, we are supposed to receive light from heaven, light from God. Amen. It is accomplished by God, the Holy Spirit in this earth, who guides and leads us into all truth. He will tell us the exact same light that is in heaven. The truth that heaven reveals is what the Holy Spirit will give us to guide and lead us and to enlighten us. Amen. So we are, and I say this over and over, but I have to, we are in the end of times, the end of days, the final act, the final curtain. Amen. And so God is looking for people who are enlightened. God is looking for people who understand because if you are enlightened, when he talks about the hope of his calling, our purpose in this earth is his calling. Our calling is Jesus's calling. Though we are different, though we are many, it is a corporate calling to do the will of God in this earth realm. Everybody has a part. It does not conflict, does not conflate, amen. It does not ride over each other, amen. Does not hurt, amen, because it flows together in the corporate will of God being done in this earth by those who are enlightened, those who see, those, those who know, amen. And so in 1 John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, amen. So if you have enlightenment, then you have discernment or you know, amen. If you know the Lord, you know the true. If you know the true, you know what is not true. That's why we always teach people, know God, be intimate with the Lord. Draw near to God, amen. Draw near to him who is righteous. So you know what righteousness is. Draw near to him who is holy. So you know what holiness is and you know what it is, it is not, amen. Because the devil tries to deceive people who don't know. The Bible says if it were possible that even the elect would be deceived if it was possible. But if you are enlightened, amen, according to the truth, according to the intimate knowledge of the Lord. In other words, knowing the Lord is eternal life. Amen. The Bible says eternal life is knowing the Father and the Son. Amen. Knowing him is eternal life life. Amen. So you, you learn to flow with the Lord while you are in this contrary, rebellious earth realm. Amen. So you'll know what is of the Spirit of God 
and what is not of the Spirit of God. So 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. It says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come into the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Amen. So one of the things that you'll have to know in these last days, amen, as a child of God, you, you would have to know what spirit something is of. You know, when the disciples said, you, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to destroy those who were opposed, amen, or that were not a part of the group of the disciples, Jesus said, you do not know what spirit you're of, amen. And so God called his children, believers, to be mature, amen. If you are mature, then you are discerning, amen. You know how to judge a matter as it were. And so the Bible says that one of the things that you have to know as a believer is, is in there that you are able to test the spirits, whether they be of the Lord, amen. So you can discern what spirit is of the Lord, what spirit is not of the Lord, amen. And it says the spirit of Antichrist denies that Jesus has come in the flesh. Amen. Jesus Christ, Jesus the Christ, Jesus the anointed one. Amen. So it says Jesus Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. So the Antichrist spirit denies that Jesus has come in the flesh. If Jesus has come in the flesh, then he is the right for heir. The son of man, amen, the son of God became the son of man to give the victory to man. That's why he called himself when he ministered on this earth realm, the son of man, amen. And so we're called to be in his image exactly. We're called to be sons of glory, amen. So if Jesus has come in the flesh and destroyed the devil and walked the walk, and got the victory that Adam failed, amen, then we have the victory that Jesus has gotten for us. And so we're called sons of glory, sons of light, children of light, amen, down here in this earthly realm. So the Antichrist spirit does not want the anointing, amen. He denies that Jesus came in the flesh. Why? Because Jesus operated by the anointing. Amen. The Antichrist, anti-anointed, anti-anointing. Amen. Antichrist, of course, is against the anointing. Amen. And so he does not want. Amen. And when we speak of uh, Antichrist spirit, you know, an Antichrist is coming, but his spirit is already in this earth working in people who are against the Spirit of God and who are against the anointing of the Lord. Jesus paid the price to get his anointing in his earth. Jesus paid the price to get his mantle in his earth. Jesus paid the price 
to, to get his anointing, amen, into this, this earth realm. Amen. So you have to test the spirits and you'll, you'll have to accurately discern which are of the Lord and which are not of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is of the Lord. Amen. Those who speak by the Spirit of God, they are of the Lord. Amen. Speaking by the Spirit, speaking by the authority. So Jesus got his anointing in this earth and he got his authority in this earth. And it is the same anointing and it is the same authority that he walked in when he ministered upon this earth. Amen. Revelations. The book of Revelation. Chapter 2 and verse 2. This is the church of Ephesus. Amen. Jesus speaking to the church of Ephesus. Revel uh, Revelations chapter 2, verse 2. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say that they are apostles and are not. And have found them to be liars. Amen. So with its many faults. Amen. The church of Ephesus. One thing that they could walk in. Is that they knew how to test. Amen. The Bible says try those spirits. Whether they are of God. Every spirit is not of God. And it speaks about that they are false prophets. Speaking by other uh, spirits. Demonic spirits. Amen. So that's 1 John chapter 4. So you can try the spirits. Now it says that you have tested. You can try those who say that they are apostles and are not. Amen. So what is an apostle? An apostle is a special messenger of heaven. Amen. He operates or she, she can be joined. My wife is an apostle with me. She is submitted unto me. And so that, that example Amen. That pattern of her being submitted unto me, amen, not rebelling against divine order, that we can walk together as one man in the spirit. So an apostle is a special messenger of heaven, amen. The angel of the Lord or an angel of the Lord works with the apostle to facilitate a message. So the apostle has messages from from the Lord. Amen. He represents heaven with a heavenly message. Amen. From Christ. Amen. He dies to self. Amen. To be one with Christ. Paul says, I'm crucified to the world and the world is crucified unto me. You know. So, so you die to self. An apostle dies to self so that he will not betray the image and the message of Jesus in this earth. So you can tell a person which is an apostle. He is in covenant. He or she is in covenant with Jesus to never betray his message or his image. In 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. So there's some more illumination about testing, testing the apostle. 
verses 1 and 2. Paul says, am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? So an apostle will have seen Jesus Christ our Lord, a manifestation of Jesus Christ. Are you not my work in the Lord? Verse 2, if I am not an apostle to others, yet doubtless I am to you, for you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. Amen. So the who is an apostle is very easy to discern. He does the work of an apostle. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Let me let me say this. Amen. We talk about going back to Ephesians. It talks about that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of the calling of his calling. Amen. What is the riches of the glory of his inheritance, his inheritance in the saints. Amen. So your calling, in your calling, you will do work. Amen. But that work cannot be your work. Amen. I'm trying to explain that an apostle will do the work of an apostle, which is the Lord's work in this earth, which is unique to an apostle. Amen. Yeah. And so the apostle cannot betray the image. The, the, he cannot betray the pattern. Amen. A type of Moses, see to it that you make all things according to the pattern that I showed you on the mountain. That's what God tells Moses about the tabernacle, representing the place of worship or representing the, the, the body of Christ Jesus. The Lord says that I will dwell in you. I will walk amongst you. I will be your God and be your people. That God inhabits the praises of his people. God loves to be with his people for his people to be gathered unto him. And so that's what the tabernacle show. That's what the temple show. Amen. And so the, the tabernacle had to be made according to the heavenly pattern. And so the apostle does not deviate from the heavenly pattern. Amen. The temple. Amen. Is according to the heavenly pattern. So the apostle does not deviate from the heavenly pattern. Amen. And so the, the church there at Corinth could not deny that they were the work, amen, of the apostle Paul who did the work of God. You understand that? And God confirmed that that was his work, amen, because he called the apostle Paul to do a work. So God would do signs, wonders, and miracles. God will get him out of jams. God would rescue him from shipwrecking, from the sea, and from beatings and prisons and things like that. And he would encourage him. Jesus himself would speak to Paul. He says, just like you spoke for me, you testified for me in Jerusalem. I want you to do the same in Rome. Amen. And so he did the work of an apostle. He wrote, amen, over two-thirds, amen, of the, the, the epistles. Amen. The apostle Paul, he, he wrote the word of God. Where did he get it from? I'm trying to tell you what an apostle is. He got it from the Lord. You can't just, you know, just, just write stuff. Amen. You can't even just do stuff. 
and say is the Lord. You can't even just speak stuff and say it's of the Lord. We've been spoiled in America, you know, that our freedom, which is from the Lord, but people believe that they have every right to give voice to their opinions, to even confront and come against men and women of God who are doing the will of God. They feel that they have the same stature and status as one who is sent by the Lord. An apostle is sent by the Lord, actually sent from heaven, if you could understand that. His earthly life is gone. My earthly life is gone. I'm sent from heaven with a heavenly with a heavenly message and so you can we cannot deviate from the pattern amen in galatians chapter 2 galatians chapter 2 this is when the apostle paul confronted peter two apostles Amen. I said, you cannot, as an apostle, we cannot deviate from the message. Amen. Well, we answer to the Lord Jesus. Amen. It is the Lord Jesus' church and the government is on his shoulder and that he gave apostles and prophets, evangelists and pastors and teachers. So in the government of God, Jesus speaks to the apostle. Jesus has spoken to my wife several times. Jesus has spoken to me several times. Several times. The message, the message that I have comes from the Lord. The original message where the Lord told me that I would preach the kingdom every time that I would open my mouth, that the kingdom would come forth, was the Lord Jesus Himself speaking to me. Amen. You said, Well, how do I know that? Amen. The authority of the Lord takes precedent. I want to show you the authority of the Lord. Galatians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, but when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, if you being a Jew live according to the manner of the Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? Amen. So the short version of the story is that before certain people came from the church of Jerusalem, amen, the pillars of the church, people like James John, different ones, before they came, Peter ate along with the Gentiles. But when those Jewish, those prominent Jewish leaders came, then Peter left and he led others away. He, he left from the Gentiles and only sat down and ate with the Jews. Amen. That before the revelation of, of Cornelius, amen, that the Gentiles were brought in also, the Jews had no dealings with the Gentiles. They certainly would not sit down and eat with them. Amen. That was not the proper custom. So what am I saying here? I'm, I'm, I'm going all the way around the world. I'm trying to make a point that God backed up the authority of Paul in this instance when there was a contradiction of the image Amen. The pattern of what the gospel, Paul says, when I saw that they were not, that he was not straightforward according to the gospel. Amen. So two apostles, yet the authority 
was with Paul in this instance. In other words, Peter has authority. I'm saying in this instance, when he was imaging another pattern that God allowed Paul to set that straight. Amen. Everything is according to Jesus, the chief cornerstone. Everything is on the foundation of Jesus. And so the gospel must be right. Amen. And so we receive from Jesus Christ that authority. Amen. And so Peter yielded to Paul's authority in this matter. He did not insist on his own way. Amen. And so we see the order that, that comes down from heaven. You, you understand there, there is a heavenly flow. When, when we get all consumed about man and, and opinions and what man say, that, that you can cut off the heavenly flow. Here, the heavenly flow of authority was not cut off. There was no disagreements. Amen. Everything lined up with the heavenly flow, the authority which was of the Lord. So that pattern, amen, remained right. It remained straight. Amen. The gospel was seen as right. The image of Jesus was seen as right. Amen. It was not. It was not obscured. Amen. So testing, testing the spirits, amen, whether they are of God, you, you mature, you can test the spirits, testing those who say they are apostles, amen, and are not, you can find them to be liars, amen. In the book, Lord, what is it? The, the book of Galatians, chapter four, I believe it's verse nine. Galatians chapter four. I'm looking for that, that scripture. I, I'll, I'll just speak it from memory. Paul says that the Lord himself, he says it, it appears that Jesus himself has called the apostles to be a spectacle to men and angels. Amen. That God has called the apostles to be able to suffer certain things, that the apostles are equipped to suffer certain things so that people can look and see that the power on their lives is from, is from the Lord. Amen. And so what am I saying? I'm saying that the apostles came from heaven. Amen. So you have to be able to discern that which is heavenly or by heavenly authority and that which is not heavenly, that you should be able to test and try the spirits. You should be able to test and try those who say that they are apostles. Amen. In Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Verses 28 and 29. It says, 
And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Amen. I think one translation to the scribes and the Pharisees. So when Jesus finished his teaching, he, he taught about how the, the wise man builds his house upon the rock. Amen. And so when he gives this parable, the people were so compelled, the Bible says that they were astonished at his teaching. For he taught as one with authority and not as the scribes and the Pharisees. Amen. So it is contrasting Jesus' teaching with the scribes and the Pharisees. So what's the difference? That Jesus taught with authority. Where did the authority come from? It came from heaven. It came from God. Amen. So there's a difference between the heavenly message. Amen. That which comes from heaven, one who is sent from heaven, and those whose messages come from the earth and not from God. You can be a minister, amen, but your messages do not come by inspiration or direct inspiration of the Lord. You, you could be speaking without the authority of the Lord. You could be speaking as one who is not called by the Lord or one who is not who is not sent by the Lord, amen. So the, the telling part, if Jesus spoke as one with authority and it was so compelling that the people were astonished, then by contrast, the scribes and Pharisees did not speak by God's authority, amen. Though they were the religious class, amen, their message did not come from heaven. So you should be able to tell that which is from heaven and that which is not from heaven. You should be able to discern, to judge that which is anointed and that which is not anointed. Amen. That which is of authority and that which is which is not of authority. Amen. So Jesus taught as one with authority and the people could clearly tell the difference between Jesus and the scribes and the Pharisees. The, the, the scribes and the Pharisees had been with the people a longer time. Jesus ministered on the earth about three and a half years. And yet in that time, the Bible says there are not enough volumes of books to record all that Jesus did. Amen. All that he said and all that he did because he did more than speak. He operated by the power of heaven. God working with him, amen, God signifying that what Jesus was doing, that God had signed off on, amen. So Jesus did many mighty signs and wonders in miracle. His, his authority was from God, from heaven. His words were anointed, amen. His works were by the anointing, amen. The Antichrist spirit denies that Jesus came in the flesh. Not just Jesus. I want to emphasize the Antichrist spirit denies that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, came in the flesh. Amen. He does not want to acknowledge that. Amen. Because that opens a door for Christ anointing, amen, to be seen as the legitimate anointing and authority 
in this earth realm. It is, but the devil does not want people to know it. You know, pe people, they, they argue and they call things religious. And yet it is the anointing that destroys the, the yoke, removes the burden, gets the job done. Amen. Helps a people. Amen. Under the weight of sin and under the spirit, the oppressive spirit of the devil, which is the spirit of the world. In the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Amen. And so this is a capsule of how Jesus operated. Amen. God anointed. Amen. He operated by the anointing. Amen. He was a Nazarene. Amen. The Holy Ghost, he, he, how God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power. Amen. So all the wisdom of the Holy Ghost and all the power of the Holy Ghost. And so what did he do with this anointing? He did good works. You can put in parentheses when it says he did good, you can put works. He went about doing good works. What were the good works? Healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him or God was one with him. What works were Jesus doing? He was doing the father's works. Amen. The works the works of the Father, amen, the, the good works, when God made everything, when God worked for six days, the Bible says everything was good. There was no sickness, no disease, no poverty, no hunger, no lack, <laughs> amen, no pain, amen. So God did good works. And when the devil came and oppressed the people, Jesus came and reversed what the devil did. Why? Because the devil works are not established. If a person is believing God for healing, maybe this, this will help you. If you are believing God for a breakthrough, Jesus was able to do good works because they were the works of the Father that the Father had already done. In fact, Jesus was there. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They did the good works. And the Bible says it was good. It was good. It was good. It was very good. Everything that God did. Amen. So the devil comes and tries to oppress man because of sin. The Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They do not know that God is love. He wants you to be one, brought back into covenant with him. Now by receiving Jesus Christ, amen, the same love wherewith God loved Jesus now he has lavished that love upon us. And so the devil's work, what is the devil's work? The thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Amen. Sickness, disease, poverty, all those things. The devil's works are not established because they are not God's work. So in this earth realm, this is the point I'm trying to get. In this earth realm, we're supposed to be doing the Father's works. Amen. 
You say, well, I'm not a preacher. No, everything that you do, Jesus said when he was 12 years old, he says, no, you're not, that I must be about my father's business. Amen. It's not Abba, God, your father. Amen. The Bible says, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. In this earth realm, we're supposed to be doing the father's works. Amen. And so it flows. It flows from heaven. The authority, the power, the anointing flows from heaven. The anointing flows from Jesus now to the church. So you cannot be a person who rebels against God, rebels against God's spirit. You cannot be a person who even rebels against the authority that God has sent and set. Amen. God says, you big boys and big girls, you're supposed to be able to test and discern and judge what authority came from heaven, what authority is of the Lord. Amen. doesn't matter about your opinion. It doesn't matter. You don't like the way that they dress, the way that they look, the way that they sound. Amen. Did the authority come from heaven? Amen. The sent ones who do the Father's work. So you have to be a part of that flow of the divine order and the authority of the Lord. Don't rebel against authority. Amen. If you had a hard time getting healed, though you're a Christian and you have confessed and you have believed, make sure that you're not rebelling against the flow of life, the flow from heaven. The Bible says, I saw a river at the throne of God flowing. Amen. In heaven, it was the water of life flowing in the river of life. Amen. There is a river. The Bible says we can bring that river on the inside of us. The Bible declares, Jesus says that he cried out on that great and notable day of the feast that if anyone thirsts, let them come to him and drink and out of their belly shall flow rivers of living water. This he spake of the spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit. Spirit of life. Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Spirit of life. Hallelujah. The spirit of order. Ha ha, spirit of peace, not hard, not hard, ha ha ha, flow with him, if he is your Lord, the power of lordship, overwhelms you, consumes you, even with the love of the Father, the love of of Jesus, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, not forcing, no, 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 not forcing, ha, 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 consumed by the Lordship, amen, of Jesus, your love, amen, to, to fall, to, to bow to the Lordship of Jesus, hallelujah, to get in the flow, the spirit of life, the flow of life, the flow of the river of life, amen. So Jesus' authority came from heaven. You can never delegitimize who or what God has anointed from heaven. People have a problem with personalities. Amen. It's not about personality. It's about who God anointed. Amen. That is not who you want for president. It's who God anointed. It's, it's not who you want to be an apostle. Amen. It's who God anointed. Amen. Praise be to God. And so people want to wear different hats. 
They want to be something different than what God has, has said. In Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. It says, the Lord your God, Deuteronomy chapter 18, I'm sorry, verses 15 through 20. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me. This is Moses speaking from your midst, from your brethren, him you shall hear. So listen, listen, listen. Moses says that God is going to raise up a prophet like me. So Moses is a type of this prophet, a type of a sent one with a message from the Lord. He told Pharaoh, let my people go. He had a message from the Lord. He had signs. He had wonders. He had miracles to confirm that he was sent by the Lord. Didn't matter. He says that I'm slow of speech. Didn't matter. Amen. He's the one that God chose and the one that God sent. So he is the one that God put his anointing on in this earth realm. So Moses was. So Jesus is like unto Moses or better said, Moses was like unto Jesus. According to all you desired of the Lord your God in Horeb in the day of the assembly saying, let us not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, let, nor let me see his great fire anymore, lest I die. So they did not come close to God to hear God themselves. So God sent Moses to speak to them. And so God has sent Jesus to speak. Amen. The Bible says in Hebrews that Jesus is the one who is speaking in this earth realm. And the Lord said to me, what they have spoken is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him." But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. Amen. So Jesus is a prophet raised up from the midst of his brethren, but with a heavenly message because he, he came, amen, in the name of the Lord with the Father's message. Amen that I contend unto you, amen, I, I say unto you that the anointing of Jesus is still in this earth, in the places and the people of authority that God has given to speak. How do you know? That they speak the words of the Lord, amen. God says that prophet speaks my name. Jesus speaks the words, the words of the Lord. Amen. God raised him up. Amen. And now in this earth, when Christ ascended on high, he gave apostles and prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers. Amen. Evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So that same flow of the authority and the anointing from Jesus to the apostles and prophets. Amen. You know that the apostles and prophets speak in the name of the Lord, there, there is a higher level. Nothing wrong with evangelists. They have their part. 
Nothing wrong with pastors. Nothing wrong with teachers. They have their part. Amen. But the Bible declares that in that government of God, from Jesus, first to the apostles, then to the prophets, and then the oil continues to flows down to the evangelists, pastors, and teachers. You say, where is that? It's in the word of God. <laughs> Amen. In the book of Acts. Amen. Christ ascended on high. He gave apostles. Amen. And they began to lay hands on those who became evangelists and pastors and teachers. Even that oil flowed down to deacons and elders. Amen. The divine order of the Lord, not about somebody trying to be something, but remember, the apostle does the work of the apostle. The prophet does the work of the apostle. The evangelist does the work of the evangelist. The pastor does the work of the pastor. The teacher does the work of the teacher. Amen. You say, does that ever mix? Yeah, yeah the anointing. The, the anointing and the apostle, amen, is the anointing for apostle, prophets, evangelist, pastor, teacher, though we operate in the office of the apostle, amen. And so we can impart, you can read the word of God to the prophet, to the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. There are some prophets, just like there are some apostles who have receive messages only from the Lord. They would be a first-tier apostle or first-tier prophet. Amen. But there are prophets that can come from an apostle, and then there are prophets which can come from another prophet, so to speak. Amen. Depending on that divine rank that is that is from, from the Lord. Amen. The difference is very quickly. The, the, the spirit of the prophet, amen, or the spirit of the apostle, amen, that, that the, the, there are messengers, amen, which carry the message. They, they may operate themselves, but they carry that, that message in the spirit of that apostle. They came from the tree of that apostle, just like they are prophets that come from the tree of that prophet, and, and they have that similar spirit of and 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 even many times a similar a similar message amen because the oil continues to flow to flow down amen and the book of in genesis amen chapter 2 genesis chapter 2 Verses 1 through 3. This is the creation. You know, chapter 1, God said, let there be light, let there be a firmament, let there be land, let there be water above, beneath. Amen. All those things that God said that was, was good. And then chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his works which God had created 
and made. So God created works and he made works. Amen. God spoke creation and he put his hands on his his creation. Amen. To to make those works and they were finished. Amen. And so the seventh day got celebrated the seventh day as a Sabbath. Amen. As a rest because God rested from all his works. So the works were so complete, so perfectly set. Amen. So perfect, so set apart, so holy that they were God's works. They were holy. They could not be improved upon. So if someone comes into this earth realm and says, I'm going to do a work where you would have to do God's work because God finished all his work from the foundations of the world. God finished perfect works. (laughs) Amen. Healing is already there. Salvation is already there. Deliverance is there. So when we work for God, we do his works. We don't come up with different works. Amen. It will be works which testify that what God did was perfect. Amen. And we lay hands on the sick. Amen. And see them recover as that person is healed. It testifies that when God worked where there was no sickness, that that was a holy work. That was a work of God. Amen. So we are not allowed to do different works. Amen. As ministers, we're supposed to have a revelation that we only do the works of God. Amen. We teach others to do the works of God. Amen. That we we destroy the works of, of Satan. The Bible says, for this cause was Jesus manifested to destroy the works of Satan. Amen. So in St. John, St. John chapter 10, we see Jesus working. Amen. St. John chapter 10. Verse 36 through 38. Jesus says, do you say of him whom the Father has sanctified or do you say of me whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world that you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? If I do not the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. It says, therefore, they sought again to seize him, but he escaped out of their hands. So Jesus says, if you don't believe me that I'm the son of God, then believe the works that these are God's works. You would have to acknowledge that that giving sight to the blind, amen, healing deaf ears, amen, opening up the ears, causing the mute to speak, amen, healing the lame, amen. What is he doing? Destroying the works of Satan. He is doing the works of God. So God made everything good. The devil thought that he could hurt man, but the devil's works were not established. God establishes that these works are of him, but you have to be of him to be to do his works. That's why Jesus says there will be those in that day 
that said, did we not cast out devils in your name? Did not we prophesy, do things in your name? Jesus says, get from before me, you workers, you workers of iniquity that I never knew you. Amen. So the key to doing the works of God is to be one. In other words, you're not rebelling against him. You are one with the spirit. You're one with him. Amen. And St. John chapter 14. We see it again. Verse 11 through 14. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or else believe me for the sakes of of the works themselves. In other words, the works supposed to teach you. You're supposed to look at those works and be able to discern again which works are of the Lord. Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Bible says that the carnal mind does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. It says, but he who is spiritual judges all things. Amen. That Because what does it mean to be spiritual? To be one with the Holy Spirit. It's not floating on a wispy cloud of air. <laughs> Amen. Spiritual means to be one. Your spirit is one with the Holy Spirit. They that are joined unto the Spirit, those that are joined unto the Lord are one spirit. Verse 12, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So Jesus is saying, just like I'm one with the Father, so I do his works. Amen. I'm not rebelling against the Father. My spirit, my heart is one with God. When your heart is one with the Lord, you are subject to the authority of the Lord, the ways of the Lord you can do the works of God, and even greater works than these. St. John chapter 6. St. John chapter 6. Verses 27 through 29. So we're talking about works. You're supposed to do the Father's Works, amen. The knowledge, go back to Ephesians, amen, chapter 1, 15, 16, 17, 18. It talks about that his calling, Jesus is calling, and Jesus' inheritance in the saints. So Jesus paid the price. We are supposed to carry out what he has given us victory. We're supposed to believe God, amen. Verse 27. Do not labor, or you could say, do not work for food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set his seal on him. So God the Father put his heavenly seal on Jesus. That, In other words, he sealed Jesus. Amen. It's like a king with his signet ring. He sealed Jesus. The Bible says we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. He sealed Jesus that these were the Father's works. Then they say to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him 
whom he has sent. So God sent Jesus. You have to believe Jesus to do the works of Jesus. Amen. And in this earth realm, those ministers, amen, that God has sent also, your part, you have a part, amen. For instance, you have a, a part in church, amen, as you're submitted to your to your pastor, God has given him a work. And so the Spirit of God flows down, amen, even to that pastor to do the work of the pastor, amen. And so the, the, the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit that's on that pastor, the impartations that are on that, that pastor can help you fit in into your place to do the works of God, amen. And so how do you do the works of God? Believe the one whom the Lord has sent. Amen. So God, he confirms that they are his works. He testifies that they are his works. The Bible says, even with signs and wonders, various gifts of the Holy Spirit, the Lord will testify that those are his works. Where did they begin? They began with you knowing the Lord. Again, go to Ephesians chapter 1, that, the, that you're supposed to be, that know illuminated in the knowledge of the Lord, to have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is his inheritance in the saints, amen. So the Lord Jesus is still working. How is Jesus working? By his anointing. Amen. And so the anointing flows down from the head. Amen. So God who worked, amen, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they worked and this earth was perfect. Amen. Now, in many cases, this earth acts like a hellhole. What does it need? The anointing. Amen. <laughs> Who's anointing? Not yours. Jesus is anointing. Amen. <laughs> amen. So the anointing flows down. Amen into this earth realm. How do you know that anointing begins to work? It will be the works of God. And so that people who are not intimate, amen. If, if you're intimate, boy, I wish I had more time. People that are intimate with the Lord, the Lord can teach you his ways, amen. If you're intimate, he can teach you about how his authority works, amen. He commended the centurion for recognizing his authority, amen. And so those who are intimate with the Lord, they flow in the anointing of God, the authority of God, the life of God. Those that are contrary, they, they are always bumping heads, always rebelling, amen, against that flow of life, amen, against God's anointed. Did you know that you probably could say, that a large swath of people rejected Jesus when he came into this earth. I want you to think about that. Amen. That a great group, you may even say a majority, because when it came to time for his crucifixion, there was not anyone to stand for him. All left him. That they were against Jesus, though he was sent of God. Amen. That is a teachable moment, amen. They rejected Paul, amen. They, they rejected Moses. Moses, 
He fought with those people. Amen. God had to take some of them out. Amen. Now it's like our father Moses, our father Abraham. If I was there when Jesus was there, I would have fought right beside him. Would you? Amen. Would you have fought right beside Jesus? Holy Ghost. Yeah. Fernando se ataca al orte, morrobo se pre, no rabo se bruma se babaronte. That which is of heaven is different from that which is of the world. That which is of heaven, many times that people of this earth are against that which is from heaven. Amen. They call it manna as an insult. They say, what is this? That which is from heaven, those who come from heaven so to speak, and they appear before Mount Zion. You understand what I'm saying? And their ministry and their calling is from the Lord. Hallelujah. Many times that they are rejected. Amen. Not received very well, while others, amen, are received very well. <laughs> What's the difference? That that which is of heaven is an offense to earthly sensibilities. You got to let go. Hallelujah. You got to receive heaven. Heaven is your ultimate destination, but you have to think about heaven as like, I'm a citizen of heaven. Amen. If anybody's going to be offended, I'll offend this earth realm as opposed to heaven. Amen. And so this is a time of judgment. Amen. But first, the Bible says judgment begins first in the house of God. It's a time of judgment in the sense of discerning and testing. God is testing you and he's given you the ability to discern and test certain things, spirits, uh, apostles, amen, anointings, amen, wisdoms, messages, amen, whether they, they be of the Lord. It takes courage, it takes fortitude to stand with heaven, amen, that once you embrace Jesus, amen, completely. You embrace the Father God. You embrace the Holy Spirit, amen. Once heaven is your home, amen, this earth you know you're passing through, you'll have the, the courage and the boldness to stand against the sensibilities of this world so that heaven will be represented. When you do that, God will back you up. Thank you, Father, for that word. Thank you for teaching us your ways in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.